Hello and welcome to Hashtag Disruption Dialogues, a Markets and Markets podcast series for growth-minded strategy, market intelligence and comparative intelligence professionals. Today, our host Pranjal Sharma is in discussion with Stephen Carlini, Vice President Innovation and Data Center at Schneider Electric. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Disruption Dialogues. I'm Pranjal Sharma. I'm an author based in New Delhi and I will be in discussion with Stephen Carlini. Thank you, Stephen, for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. Look forward to the discussion. And it's a very interesting topic, Stephen, that we're going to be talking about uh, sustainability in in data centers. Now, we are living in the age of data and there was a time when, you know, 100 KB was supposed to be a lot of data. And now we have, we speak of several GBs, hundreds of GBs, and we don't think much about it. Um, And now we're heading into TBs and then zettabytes. Uh, so it's it's going to be, uh, you know, there is, of course, information overkill, but the fact is that managing it, all this data is sitting somewhere. So can you help us understand while the rise in use of data is good, the rise in data centers across the world is good, what are the challenges that we are facing here? Yeah, great question. So. Yeah, you're correct. It's the Zettabyte era, that's for sure. And, you know, today's digital lifestyle, you know, our work, our school, and our entertainment time is is really, really becoming more and more digitized and automated. And you mentioned the data. A lot of data is being generated right now. One of the real bottlenecks, though, is the transmission of that data. So so you have technologies like 5G and Wi-Fi 6 that are really going to open up the pipes. So they're going to enable a lot more applications, a lot more automation, a lot more high-definition video-type applications. So it's, it's actually going to exponentially rise. And with that, you know, the data center architecture is going to have to rise to support it. So right now, you know, data centers are about you know, one and a half percent of all of the electricity load, you know, globally, Uh, but they are growing very, very fast. And a challenge for the data center industry is how do we grow to be able to support the new digital economy, but do it in a sustainable way. So a lot of attention has to be paid to the sustainability sustainability of these data centers. And when we, when we talk about sustainability, we're talking for data centers uh, mainly about environmental sustainability. So so uh, energy use, um, water use, uh, emissions of carbon, uh, how much waste the data centers generate, and also biodiversity. So some of these data centers um, are very large and some of them do use a lot of, of resources. And, and with that, how are they going to affect uh, the areas where they're installed? Water and energy, both again, uh, in some level of shortage, you know, you could look at renewable energy, uh, Stephen, but water still remains a problem. And what's what's fascinating is that data centers are now, you know, the industry is growing across so many different geographies, uh, which also means that you need to have common standards. You need to be able to look at the issues that you're underlining have to be addressed in a collective way at a global level, right? It's not about one country anymore. No, it's it's not about one country, and it's it's really interesting. You know, we're we're, we're living in a very interesting time uh, with with data privacy and with also you know the growth in IT globally. And different regions are growing at different rates. And you had North America as 
the, the early the early ramp up in, in data center capacity and it continues to grow, but it's all actually being exceeded right now by the growth in, in Europe. Uh, there's a lot more data centers being installed. Over the last five years, there were more data centers uh, being installed in China. So the growth of the data centers has shifted more from enterprise run data centers, more towards service provider data centers. So service provider data centers, we're talking about internet giants, we're talking about a large co-location company. So the internet giants uh, with their cloud services, so these are companies like Google, you know, Microsoft, Amazon, are trying to expand their coverage and actually improve the performance of, of their data centers. And they're moving them closer to where the data is generated and where the people are. So they're moving them into urban areas and soon they will be moving them uh, more into uh, what we call the local edge. So very close proximity uh, to where the data is being generated and the people are. So we're gonna see this, I think, happen um, not just regionally, but I think it's going to be a move in, in all of the geographies. We're gonna to start to see more and more uh, move to the edge, which means smaller data centers. And these smaller data centers, uh, the advantages are gonna be lower latency, faster speed. Uh, it's gonna be a data center architecture. So you as the user, it's gonna be transparent of where, where you're sending your data, how it's being processed. Uh, but the, 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 the data center operators are gonna be able to do that in the most efficient way. So it's very, very important that some of the, some of the advancements and progress we've made in making the larger data centers more efficient and more uh, sustainable uh, with water usage, that filters down to, to, to the smaller ones as well. Because when you deploy them at scale, uh, the numbers are, are, are going to be very, very large. That's uh, a very interesting point, uh, Stephen. I was going to ask you, and then I think you read my mind. Uh, I was going to discuss the size issue with you. So. You know, there was this impression that the server farms, another phrase for data centers, are just going to go bigger and bigger and you keep putting them in these remote locations without habitation. But what you're saying is that there's this other shift where smaller data centers could perhaps be near urban centers, right? Now, that also then puts pressure on the energy requirement of that region, that locality, that neighborhood, and of course, water. So, which means that cities need to also be geared up to this sudden spike in demand for water and power. That's a very good point. You know, the original hyperscale data centers were strate strategically located outside of urban areas, mainly because uh, they didn't want to install the data centers and have them be a big drag on the uh, on the networks. So that was the original reason. And there was also, you know, 15 or 20 years ago, a lot of a lot of towns were actually giving data centers incentives to, to locate in their towns. So when the data centers came in, some of them grew to be quite large and used a lot of the available resources, the electricity and the, wa and the water. So a lot of those early kind of incentives went away. But yes, um, the installation in closer to the urban areas is could be problematic. So that's why, you know, you have to install these with the intention of uh, not being a drain on the water supplies, the local water supplies or the local electricity. So on the demand side, you know, the data centers, you know, have become uh, extremely efficient. We have a ratio of power utilization effectiveness. 
which is all of the power in the data center being used by the IT equipment divided by uh, all of the power going into the data center. So it's a ratio and the best the best PUE for data centers is a, is a PUE of one. So um, some of the larger hyperscale data centers have a power utilization effectiveness of like 1.1. So almost all of the power uh, being used is not being wasted. So the power that is being wasted, you know, is usually given off by the inefficiencies of the power systems like the UPSs or the transformers or the distribution uh, breakers, and it's given off as heat. The other area where electricity is used is, is in cooling. So a lot of the cooling technologies of these larger data centers uh, take advantage of free cooling or blowing air through, through the data centers primarily. So a few years ago, uh, all of the cooling was very much a drain on the electricity of the data centers because it was precision cooling. And it was data centers, if you went to a data center 10 years ago, it was extremely cold. Um, but maybe because they were, they thought they had to keep those as cool as possible for performance and reliability. And a lot of that has changed. The ASHRAE standards have changed. So the data centers you walk in today are extremely noisy and they're, they're, they're also uh, running at a higher temperature. And a lot of the air that's being blown through the data centers uh, is, is used from outside. So it's a much more efficient way of, of operating the, the data centers. So that's the electricity size. On, on the water use side, you know, it's, it's, it's also important on the cooling technologies, uh, like I said, the more you can leverage kind of the free air cooling um, um, and not using water as your primarily heat rejection because if you're using water, you know, tendency to, you know, to boil the water and evaporate the water. So it's uh, not the most sustainable way to operate a data center. Stephen, what is the solution then? Uh, you talked about the efficiency metrics, uh, but what is the work that Schneider is doing on this front uh, and you're leading that effort? So can you um, share some of the innovations or ideas that you're exploring to ensure that while the data centers growth cannot be stopped, but they can be made more efficient and sustainable. So how does one even approach that? What's what's the ideas that are buzzing around in your head and, you know, that you're trying to make sure that life is better for all of us? So, you know, the best way to start is, you know, obviously with an audit or, or using uh, the new software technologies, the data center infrastructure management software to, to look at the different domains of the data center and seeing how they're operating, where the energy is being used, where the water is being used. And by using these tools, these digital tools to, to look at the different domains, you could drill down into the domains, like you know the power systems, you can drill into the different components of the power systems and look at the uh, power going through that, and the power coming out to see where power is wasted. So you can also benchmark you know, one data center against many, many other data centers that we have data for in the, in the systems. So we can be able to pinpoint, you know, which data centers are operating in the most sustainable way and don't need you know any kind of updating or we can uh, find the data centers that are not and we can drill down into the different domains and see where the problem areas are and you know using using certain kinds of uh, you know artificial intelligence we can also come up with with recommendations on what to do so it could be you know in a cooling system that's um, 
you know, it'll drill down into, you know, the air conditioning system, for example, and it could see that, you know, the fans are running full speed, so they may not be adjusted right. They may not be uh, adjusted at the most uh, environmentally friendly setting. So we can make recommendations. And the way it will work is you can adjust, you know, the different fan speeds and see the effect on the temperature. You can change the, you know, if you are using, you know, water in the system, the flow rates of the water or the temperatures of the water and see the effects of the system. So you can you can narrow you can narrow down into exactly what the optimal uh, settings are for your your power systems and your cooling systems in the data center. So it's using technology in a in a, in a smart way to be able to adjust it and identify the areas that need to be improved. So what you're saying is mostly about improving the efficiency of uh, the current structures and using artificial intelligence to identify those inefficiencies and correct them. But do we also need fundamental changes in the design of the data centers? Uh, will that be an important dimension to look at? Well, the, the, the traditional way of maintaining the resiliency of the data centers has always been to add redundancy at, at the hardware layer. So when you design, for example, a fully redundant data center, it's called 2N. So you have, you have two versions of your power systems and two versions of your cooling systems. And if one of them fails, the idea is you have enough capacity to transfer the complete data center over to one of the feeds. So this kind of um, designs, you know, are less efficient because the, the highest capacity you can run at is 50%. So you can actually use software and you could do what's called uh, an N plus one system. And you could actually use software so to not duplicate the entire powertrain and entire cooling system of the data center, but just pick smaller parts of it and make them more redundant. So if you do have a failure in one of your power systems, you have enough redundancy uh, to be able to transfer it to the to the reserve. But you know, using software, you could you could actually monitor the health of our power systems and cooling systems. And you could run predictive analytics on those. So we have a high degree of, 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 of knowledge of when those are gonna fail. So, you know, based on your risk tolerance, you could, you could choose to, to maintain or replace certain data center components based on the predictive analytics and the recommendations. There is uh, this other dimension, uh, Stephen, that I was reading about is quantum computing, which is supposed to be far more efficient, which is supposed to reduce the, the size of the computers and the servers, etc. because, you know, obviously it works at a completely different level. Is that, if not in the near future, uh, a solution worth looking at or is, is Schneider looking at that in the medium term? So Schneider, you know, our business is, is primarily energy management systems. So we look at, you know, how the different technologies that are evolving like quantum computing and quantum computing is a is a, a completely different technology than how computing is done today. It's, you're using qubits, you know, instead of bits. And the, the technology that is used in the processing right now has to be cooled to, I think it's negative 130 degrees Celsius. So you have these these data centers and with qubits and with quantum computing, you know, the, the number of bits 
in in the chain that's processed is is much much larger. So they call it quantum because it can do a lot more. It can do it a lot faster. Uh, right now, they haven't figured out exactly how to run it in a in a normal you know ambient type of environment. So it has to be you know cooled with things like like liquid nitrogen and things like that. Uh, but you know as these new technologies develop. There's also things like storage that are based on instead of how we 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 do storage now with disks and static drives. They're, they're based on different coding. Like they're using, they're experimenting with like human DNA coding for for uh, storage. So if, if they can get that to work, you know that will re greatly reduce the energy that's needed to power the storage systems and you know, greatly reduce, you know, the, the amount of cooling that's needed as well. So the new technologies are being developed, you know, we as Schneider, we work at the, you know, the foundation level of power and cooling. So we work with all of the innovators that are developing these technologies um, and help build solutions to support those. Steven, you know, we are, we are uh, at the cusp of the 5G era as well. I think it started in US and uh, uh, several countries, including uh, India, are ready to launch it in the near uh, future. And that again will have a huge impact on data flows. Is there is there enough awareness in the industry, uh, not just the data center industry, but you know, corporate world amongst the regulators and the government about embedding sustainability as the data center and the demand for data rises, especially with the you know 5G and other and you know 5G cloud, everything is about you know the fundamentals and the foundation is going to be the data center. How how much awareness is this about the magnitude of the challenge? That's a great question. So you know, a couple of years ago. You know, it may have been that only the largest, you know, IT companies were were really taking it seriously. You know, there was a time 15 years ago where it was kind of a, a panic going on, like a Y2K panic, like we're gonna need all of these data centers and they're gonna use all the electricity and use all the water. So Greenpeace started looking at some of them and the data center industry was really, you know, quick to respond and to make changes and kind of being seen as a leader uh, on sustainability practices. And you see it in their commitments. You see a lot of the larger ones saying they're going to be, you know, carbon free, you know, net zero, uh, zero waste is another one. And some of them are actually, you know, saying that they're going to be water positive, which is interesting. So water positive, the only way to get water is to aggregate, you know, rainwater from different areas where it rains a lot or to do a desalination plant where you use electricity um, to take, you know, the salts out of seawater, which is a very, very uh, power intensive. So there's lots of awareness from the largest IT companies, but it is filtering down to the service provider community, the, the co-locations, uh, the enterprise data center operators. And we see it as being driven in four areas. Number one, the customers are starting to ask. And when your customers start asking, you know, what's your environmental profile? You know, a lot of customers prefer, given the choice, to deal with, you know, the more sustainable provider. Uh, there's also the government regulation issue. And when we talk about government regulations, we talk about it in a couple of different ways. There's impending government regulations where they're going to mandate. 
that certain sustainability aspects are met, or there's the the wish from a lot of the data center operators that we talk to is to get ahead of that and to say, all right, we want to operate our data centers in a more sustainable way, and we're going to report metrics in a way to satisfy the needs before we're regulated. So there's some of that going on. Uh, business value, there are certain business advantages. There are employees, for example, that want to work for the more sustainable companies. And retention, if you are a sustainable company, it's being shown that uh, you can retain a lot of the uh, employees and investors. There's things like you know ESG funds. Uh, being being labeled as an ESG company gets you participation in s- to some funds, and there seems to be a lot of a lot of capital going into these funds that specialize and focus on what they call ESG uh, investments. And there's also things like green bonds that if you're qualified as a sustainable company, you could issue green bonds and have more favorable rates. So those are the four drivers. We're seeing those, and we when we talk about customer requirements. You know, the big you know question is, are companies going to demand and only put into their buying decisions based on the best sustainable companies? That's the big question, you know, going forward. And the more of that happens, the faster it's going to move. Stephen, I'm uh, going to ask you the final question. We are running out of time, but uh, you as a technology leader, as an innovator, what is your vision and how would you like to see this uh, play out? You are, you are, you've had a long career in uh, uh, in this field, and with the the strength of Schneider, I'm sure there are some ideas you have on where we should be uh, in the coming years. So, uh, before we close, would you like to share your vision? Yeah. So, so you know, we opened up by saying, you know, the data center capacity is going to be growing. It's going to be moving to the edge. You know, Schneider's goal is to help as many of these companies as possible on their sustainability journey. So, a lot of these companies are in different phases of their sustainability journey. Some of them are just starting. Uh, some of them, you know, have done some sustainability work, and then some of them are very advanced. So we've produced a list specifically for data centers and a guide for sustainability metrics, whether you're beginning your journey, whether you're advanced, or, or whether you're leading. So the, this is a list that's it's similar to kind of a, a, a what you use in financial reporting. So it's more of a standardized law. Right now, the way that these data center companies are presenting their metrics are not consistent at all. They're using different measures. They're not all reporting the same. Different, you know, some may not leave out water, some may leave out waste. So we've provided a list to be able to standardize and we can help, you know, do audits on you know, the demand side of the data centers, as well as the supply side. The supply side, you know, where you're getting your power from and is there availability of renewable sources that you could take advantage of? So, you know, our goal is to is to make all of our, all of our partners uh, that we deal with uh, as sustainable as possible as we grow this capacity of data center architecture globally. Well, that's wonderful, Stephen. I think you've, uh... You're pioneering in a field which a few people realize the importance of, and I think the this conversation is going to uh, go a long way in creating that awareness, 
but uh, you know i wish you great luck and great fortune for the work that you are doing with schneider uh, thank you very much for joining us for this conversation yeah thank you for having me yeah i look forward to you know seeing seeing how this evolves and we could probably do this again to all our listeners i'd like to thank you all for listening i was in conversation with steven carlini vice president innovation and data center at schneider electric thank you for listening to hashtag #disruption dialogues if you are a strategy or market intelligence professional we invite you to join our community on linkedin #disruption dialogues